0: Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim In the name of Allah, Most Gracious, Most Merciful. Improving Lives by Reflecting on the Verses of the Quran by Dr. Ruqayya Al Alwani. I would like to extend my sincere appreciation to Sheikh Islam Ishaq and Mrs. Rada Faji in recognition of their efforts in the translation and revision of this booklet. May Allah accept this from us all. Ruqayya al-'Alwani Introduction Though an unlettered nation, when the noble Qur'an came to the Arabs, they received it with attentive hearts. Before memorizing it, they first implemented it in their lives and their behaviors. This was in response to the Almighty's injunction, Read. This thoughtful reading of the Quran bore fruit entirely changing the lives of those first Muslims. The outcome was seen in their improved behavior, in outstanding human progress, and in their openness to the whole world, in spite of their most basic tools of education and communication. Unfortunately, this level of reading, understanding and applying the teachings of the Quran in one's life could not be maintained. It started receding gradually due to multiple factors until it reached an unparalleled state of the Quran illiteracy. Despite the widespread use of printing and publishing means which facilitated the writing, reading and listening to the Qur'an, Muslims became disconnected from the Book of Allah in their day-to-day affairs. Many Muslims limited their engagement with the Qur'an to an occasional recitation and memorization of his words focusing merely on the rules of recitation and the articulation of letters without any proper understanding or reflection on its meanings. Some only recite it to the sick who seek blessings and a cure, to those dying and in funerals. What the Muslim nation is going through today, this backwardness, continuous defeats, inability to act, etc is a reflection one way or another of the way muslim communities deal with the book of Allah this book addresses muslims with the aim of showing them how to mend their relationship with the Quran the book highlights the reasons why many do not reflect upon the Quran or or relate or relate what they have read to their own lives these reasons are mostly linked to the corruption of our senses and cognitive faculties. By fixing such problems, Muslim or Muslims will be able to benefit from the Quran, allowing it to improve their lives. Why we read the Quran? Though there is a great reward for the mere recitation of the Quran, the main purpose of revealing it, however, is for people to contemplate and reflect upon its verses, upon its verses in chapter 38 of the Quran Allah most exalted is he says kitabun <coughs> this is a blessed book which we have revealed to you o muhammad that they might reflect upon its verses and that those of understanding would be reminded. Chapter 38 verse 29 In Chapter 4 of the Quran, the Almighty says أَفَلَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنَ وَلَوْ كَانَ مِنْ Then, do they not reflect upon the Quran? If it had been from any other than Allah, they would have found within it much contradiction. Chapter 4, verse 82 Again, in chapter 47 we read أفلا القرآن أم على Then do they not reflect upon the Qur'an or are there locks upon their hearts? Chapter 47, verse 24 The phrase reflect upon the Qur'an which appeared in the previous verses implies making the effort to comprehend the meaning, the significance and the purpose of the verses of the Qur'an, and then implementing their teachings in one's life. By doing so, we enable the Qur'an to guide us, correct our behavior, amend our moral values, and improve the way we deal with ourselves and with others. The above verses also stress the importance and obligation to contemplate and reflect upon the Qur'an each one according to his or her own mental, intellectual and psychological capacity, which a Muslim should be keen to increase. In his exegesis, Ibn Kathir reported that al-Hasan al-Basri said, By Allah, its contemplation is not by memorizing its words while neglecting its injunctions sadly some would say or would dare sadly some would dare say that they have recited the entire quran whereas one cannot detect any impact upon their manners or deeds in his commentary on the almighty's words then do they not reflect upon the quran chapter 4 verse 82 ibn kathir wrote allah most exalted is he commands his servants to contemplate to contemplate and reflect upon the Quran, forbidding them from ignoring its verses, or not making enough effort to understand their explicit meanings. Allah's command to reflect upon the Quran is is unambiguous. is unambiguous, and when Allah, glorified and highly exalted as He, commands, the command should be obeyed. Therefore, contemplation is obligatory. Warning people against ignoring the contemplation of the Quran, the Almighty says, وَمِنْهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ الْكِتَابَ إِلَّا أَمَانِيَّ إِلَّا يَظُنُّونَ And among them are unlettered ones who do not know the scripture except in wishful thinking, but they are only assuming. Chapter 2 verse 78 In his commentary on the above verse, Ibn al-Qayyim had another interpretation of the Arabic word Amani, he wrote, Allah has criticized those who tampered with the scriptures, chapter 2, verse 75, as well as the unlettered ones who do not know of the scripture except the Amani, Amani i.e. its mere recitation, and there are other warnings by Muslim scholars against ignoring the contemplation of the Quran and only focusing on the recitation of the verses without reflecting on their meanings, objectives, lessons, and teachings which we should apply in our daily lives. Check your priorities. To benefit from the glorious Quran in our lives, we need to liberate our senses and cognitive faculties, namely the visual sense of sight, the sense of hearing, the heart and the mind from all that which distracts and corrupts them. Allah says in the Quran, ummahatikum, la ta'lamuna wa wal tashkurun." And Allah has extracted you from the wombs of your mothers not knowing a thing. And He made for you hearing and vision and intellect. Hearing and vision and intellect that perhaps you would be grateful. The original Arabic word is "afida," which, also, which is also translated as hearts These senses and cognitive faculties which Allah has blessed humans with are the means by which we receive the verses of the Quran and reflect upon them These are constantly occupied with a complex mixture of spontaneous uh, precipitant images information and all that is part of man's cultural, social, cultural, social and natural environment. Since human beings are creatures of habit who tend to yield to whatever they are accustomed to, we need training to be able to detect what sort of things reach our senses and cognitive faculties. For these things shape our mindset and affect our decisions and attitudes unless we are selective about what we allow ourselves to see and hear thus impacting the heart and mind one cannot optimize the benefit from the glorious Quran To be able to carry this out successfully we need to stop and review our priorities in life we should be prepared and willing to renounce arrogance, lethargy and self-deception confronting ourselves with the truth confirmed by the following verse of the Quran أَفَحَسِبْتُمْ أَنَّمَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ عَبَثًا وَأَنَّكُمْ إِلَيْنَا لَا تُرْجَعُونَ Then did you think that we created you uselessly and that to us you would not be returned? Chapter 23 verse 115 Spiritual Detoxification Poisons in the context of biology cause disturbances to the body when a certain quantity is absorbed by the body but there are other poisons which affect the mind and soul these when accumulated in us cause a state of spiritual paralysis allah the almighty says man yahdillahu fahuwal muhtadi wa man yudlil fa ulai kahumul khasirun wa laqad darana li jahannam katheeran min al jinni wal ins lahum qulubun la yafqahuna biha ولهم أعين لا يبصرون بها ولهم آذان لا يسمعون بها ولا إكِكَ الأعْنَامَ بل هم أضَلُّ ولا هُمُ الْغَافِلُونَ. Whoever Allah guides, he is the rightly guided, and whoever he sends astray, it is those who are the losers. And we have certainly created for Hell many of the jinn mankind. They have hearts with which they do not understand. They have eyes with which they do not see, and they have ears with which they do not hear. Those are like livestock, rather they are more astray. It is they who are the heedless. Chapter 7, verse 178 to 179. Most of these poisons come from using our senses in that which Allah has forbidden For everything that man sees or hears is stored in the subconscious one way or another for example some use their visual sense of sight to look at haram religiously forbidden things or to look at what others have envying them for their possessions or skills this leads to the poisoning of one's heart and mind when such poisons accumulate our senses and cognitive faculties become ineffective. As a result, we become unable to comprehend the meanings of the glorious Quran and benefit from its guidance. Preventing these poisons from reaching the heart and mind can be achieved by stopping such glances and words which anger Allah, glorified and highly exalted is He, in the early stages. Preventing these poisons from reaching the heart and mind can be achieved by stopping such glances and words which anger Allah, glorified and highly uh, exalted, is He. In the early stages, this requires a strong will and perseverance. Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawziyya said that those who exercise regularly will strengthen their bodies, and this applies to everything that needs to be strengthened, such as our memory. And mental abilities. Therefore, a believer needs to exert continuous effort to improve the effectiveness of his uh, senses and cognitive faculties gradually until he attains an insight by which he fully comprehends the signs of Allah. Glorified is He. The heart and mind are like mirrors. The more they are free from flows, the clearer they reflect the truth. The Almighty says. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ إِذَا مَسَّهُمْ طَائِفٌ مِّنَ الشَّيْطَانِ تَذَكَّرُوا فَإِذَا هُم مُبْصِرُونَ Indeed, those who fear Allah when an impulse touches them from Satan, they remember him, and at once they have insight. Chapter 7, verse 201 A haram glance is a poisonous arrow of Iblis, Satan, directed at the heart. Indeed, there is, a direct link, there is a direct link between the eye and the heart, and when the poison reaches the heart, it becomes corrupted and hardened. As a result, this heart will turn the person away from Allah and from contemplating his verses. Such a person will not benefit from the Quran or allow it to improve his behavior and attitude. Get rid of these poisons today. No one can take the decision to get rid of the poisons lingering in the heart and mind except you. It is a decision that requires courage and resolve. Here are some of these poisons. Arrogance. The most salient of these poisons mentioned and warned against in the glorious Quran is arrogance. Arrogance is a sin that prevents one from listening to the truth and accepting it. One cannot comprehend the meanings, the significance and purpose of the Verses of the Quran, knowledge from Allah if one disobeys Allah by being arrogant. The Almighty says, Saasrifu an will say, I 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 will I will turn away from my signs those who are arrogant upon the earth without right, and if they should see every sign, they will not believe in it. And if they see the way of consciousness, they will not adopt it as a way. Uh, But if they see the way of error, they will adopt it as a way. That is because they have denied our signs, and they were heedless of them. Chapter 7 verse 146 Therefore, turn to Allah with all your heart and ask him to guide and help you. Do not despair because of your sins. Do not turn away for any reason. For Allah's gates of mercy are always open. Gatherings of Blasphemy and Indecency Attending such gatherings, even if one never utters a word in them, has serious effects on the heart and mind. The Noble Quran stresses the importance of staying away. Of staying away. The noble Qur'an stresses the importance of staying away from gatherings of blasphemy where hypocrites and disbelievers mock the verses of Allah. The Qur'an deems those who merely sit or mingle with such people in these gatherings equal to those who actively participate in them, bearing the sin with them and thus holding man responsible for whatever he hears. In Surah Al-Nisa, Chapter 4, the Almighty says, وقد انزل عليكم في الكتاب ان اذا سمعتم ايات الله يكفر بها ويستهزئ بها فلا تقعدوا معهم حتى يخوضوا في حديث غيره انكم اذا مثلهم ان الله جامع المنافقين والكافرين في جهنم جميعا and it has already come down to you in the book that when you hear the verses of Allah recited they are denied by them and ridiculed, so do not sit with them. So do not sit with them until they enter into another conversation. Indeed, you would then be like them. Indeed, Allah will gather the hypocrites and disbelievers in hell altogether. Chapter four, verse one hundred and forty. Frequent listening to idle talk. It has already been mentioned that the Quran holds man responsible for whatever he hears thus urging him to exercise selective listening. The Qur'an praises those who choose to turn away from idle talk. وَإِذَا مروا بِاللَّغْوِ مروا And when they pass near ill-speech, they pass by with dignity. Chapter 25, verse 72. وَإِذَا سَمِعُوا اللَّغْوَ And when they... Hear ill speech, they turn away from it and say for us are our deeds and for you are your deeds. Peace will be upon you, we seek not the ignorant. Chapter uh, 28, Chapter 28, Verse 55 Such praise implies that selective listening is an act of choice. This can be achieved by training the mind to block unauthorized audible words, i.e. by the constant dismissal of Idle talk using the conscious mind which can or which man controls. Using the conscious mind which man controls. Harmful and vain speech. From a religious perspective, speech can be classified into four categories. What is clearly haram, such as backbiting and gossip. What is totally beneficial, such as peacemaking among people, inviting people to what is good and enjoying what is right what could be both harmful and beneficial and what is neither harmful nor beneficial but can waste a great deal of time such as talking about food recipes and shopping the first should be avoided, the second is good for the one who speaks as well as those who listen. The third should be filtered so that one avoids what is harmful and the fourth should be minimized gradually. In all cases one has to be alert and attentive to what one utters, monitoring one's own self and holding it accountable. Any error can be immediately corrected by repentance, repentance, asking Allah for forgiveness, and resolving not to repeat it. Overindulgence in the world Following the temptations of the world without considering the consequences has led man to be preoccupied mentally, intellectually, and emotionally with matters that do not go beyond his physical needs. This preoccupation has intensified in modern life, where man is not given a chance to stop and reflect on the course of events. This has negatively affected his spiritual life, i.e. his relationship with Allah and his book, reading it, reflecting on its verses and acting accordingly. Even in the blessed month of Ramadan, when a Muslim should be focusing on his spiritual needs, one is overwhelmed by intense worldly distractions that appeal to man's physical needs. We have to stop and think about where this is leading us. We also need to learn how to say enough and no to whatever prevents us from purifying our souls. Take spiritual supplements. By spiritual supplements I mean everything that would help man purify his senses and cognitive faculties leading him to a state of spiritual elevation. The glorious Quran has pointed out some of the means by which to achieve this these include the following frequent listening to uh, to the quran frequent listening to the quran we should be willing and eager to attentively listen uh, to the verses of the noble quran allah the almighty says And how many a generation before them did we destroy who were greater than them in striking power and had explored throughout the lands? Is there any place of escape? Indeed, in that is a reminder for whoever has a heart or who listens while he is present in mind. Chapter 50 verses 36 and 37 Attentive listening to the Qur'an involves comprehending its meanings. Attentive listening to the Qur'an involves Comprehending its meanings, pondering on them and responding to the verses by applying their teachings in our lives This type of listening directs the hearts Toward Allah, knower of the unseen And elevates the believer to the highest grades Observing the creation Many verses in the Quran urge man to observe and reflect upon the creation, the universe and the history of present and past nations The Quran points our Attention to the important link between our visual sense of sight and our cognitive faculties, the heart and mind. In the Quran, we read verses that start with words like afala and dhurun. Will they not look at awalam yaraw, Awal have they not observed, alam do you not see that, etc. This observation is not that of mere seeing. According to the Quran, real business is not the blindness of the eye. Real business is not the blindness of the eye, rather that of the heart. أَفَلَمْ يَسِيرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ فَتَكُونَ لَهُمْ قُلُوبٌ يَعْقِلُونَ بِهَا أَوْ آذَانٌ يَسْمَعُونَ بِهَا فَإِنَّهَا لَا تَعْمَلْ الْأَبْصَارِ وَلَكِنْ تَعْمَلْ الْقُلُوبِ الَّتِي فِي الصُّجُورِ <coughs> So have they not travelled through the earth and land and have hearts by which to reason and ears by which to hear? For indeed it is not eyes that are blinded, but the blinded are the hearts which are within the breast. Chapter 22 verse 46 The eye is a window that awakens the heart to see the spots of perfection and excellence in the creation. The heart then links this visible beauty to its creative maker. When the heart is awakened, familiar scenes that previously never stirred one's feelings become thought-provoking. This increases insight and deep perception. The entire universe becomes a masjid in which a believer's heart is overwhelmed with awe, glorifying the Creator, most exalted is He. The words of the noble Quran then start to have a deeper impact on the believer, inspiring his feelings and thoughts, deeply influencing his life and effectively changing his behavior. This observation also leads to the believer to utilize the creation to serve humanity, develop the world, and achieve real progress in human life. The Quran continuously emphasizes the importance of observing the heavens, the earth, human beings, nations, history, etc. So that the mind is always reflecting on the creation, always searching and trying to identify the rules and laws of the universe that would help us get the most benefit from it. Let the Quran change your life. The Book of Allah has a great power to change man and make him successful in this life, on all levels as well as in the hereafter. Resolve to do the following: one, always do your best. أيكم احسن عملا to test you as to which of you is best indeed. Quran, chapter sixty-seven, verse two, and. 11 verse 7 2 renew your intention and determination to let the Quran change your life 3 increase the time you ded- dedicate to the Quran increase the time you dedicate to the Quran 4 do not let your first goal be to finish the chapter or section you are reading your focus should be on how to perfect your recitation of the noble Quran while reflecting on its verses and striving to apply their teachings in your life More tips that will help you Be certain that the Quran is addressing you Many people think that the Quran was revealed for previous people, not for us This is what obstructs their hearts from properly understanding the Quran The Quran addresses present and future generations As it had addressed their ancestors for human nature does not change Do not rush when you recite the Quran Hudayfa said, I prayed with the Messenger of Allah May the blessing and peace be upon him, وسلم, one night, and he started reciting Surah Al-Baqarah. I thought that he would uh, bow when he reached verse 100, but he continued. I then thought that he would perhaps recite the whole chapter in Iraq. On completing the chapter, I thought he would bow, but he started Surah Al-Nisa and recited it. When he started Surah Al-Ali Imran and recited it, he recited leisurely. Whenever a verse included praise of Allah, he praised him by saying SubhanAllah. Whenever a verse included supplication, he asked Allah. And whenever a verse included the Lord's protection, he sought his protection. Do not occupy your mind with negative thoughts, sorrows, or worries about things that you cannot change. Do not let your heart focus on people or worldly things without identifying your target. Your target uh, should always be linked to success in the hereafter. Train yourself to speak good or else keep silent. Alhamdulillah. Dr. Ruqayya Al Al Alwani has a PhD in Islamic studies, minor in humanities. Dr. Ruqay has written and published several books which deal with a variety of topics including reflections on the verses of the Qur'an, management studies of women, family and youth development projects, and areas of e-learning. She has a special interest in the field of comparative religion, having taught in both Arabic and English, She has also delivered numerous training courses in many areas, including human development, social networking, academic and educational performance improvement, positive values, and contemplation of the Qur'an. She is currently an associate professor at the University of Bahrain. Alhamdulillah.